Hello, 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 and good morning. Well, it may not be morning when you listen to this, but it's morning for me. So I'm going to say good morning, welcome back. This is episode 40. I've done 40 episodes. I know, like, some of you probably can't believe it, but I can't believe it. I've done 40 episodes of a podcast. I mean, it's taken me years, but still, um, we're here. We're still recording. And today, I want to talk about self-sabotage. Now, I've worked with a lot of women over the years. I've had a lot of conversations with people. I've had a lot of consultations. And if I were to search through, in fact, I did this before, um, I searched the word self-sabotage and it popped up in most of the consultations that I've done. And it popped up a lot around conversations that I'd had and notes that I'd made from conversations that I'd had on Instagram or with other coaches. So I think self-sabotage is a very complex thing because the reasons why we all self-sabotage can be totally different. Um, And understanding why you self-sabotage can be quite complex and it's not the easiest thing to think about. But what we can do is we can actually think about it. Because one of the main things I find when I work with people and they mention self-sabotage, I ask them, why do you think that you self-sabotage? What does that look like? And most of the time they come back and say, no one's really asked me that before. I've never really thought about that before. I've never really answered this question before. So if you are someone that goes, yes, yes, I am a self-sabotager and you haven't really thought about it, you probably have though, then this episode is for you. Let's talk about the most common reasons I see people self-sabotaging and what I try to implement within my coaching to help them. And hopefully it might help you if you are a self-sabotager. If you listen to this and you're like, no bitch, you didn't answer my question, you didn't help me, I'm not self-sabotaging for those reasons, reach out send me a DM, send me an email, let's talk, let's discuss. Because another thing that is wildly overlooked when it comes to any health, body composition, even weight loss goal, is not that it's necessarily about the food or the training or the activity, that those are the things that everyone focuses on, but everybody skips over the biggest part and the biggest part is your mindset your thoughts and feelings towards what you're doing and towards yourself. So self-sabotage is a huge component of how successful you're going to be. So yes, it's great to identify that you're a self-sabotager, but we need to then work out how we're going to get around this. So the top four reasons that I see people self-sabotaging. Look, I don't know what day it is for you. It's a Tuesday morning here. I was about to get deep on a Tuesday morning, all right? Buckle up. So, the first one is what we call the arrival fallacy, right? This idea that once you've reached this desire, you know, health or fitness or body composition goal, that then you will finally be happy. If I just get back into a size 8 dress, I'm going to be happy again. If I run this marathon, I'm going to be, you know, really proud of myself. I'm going to be super happy. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. The reason why you self-sabotage then is because deep down 
you know that's not the case. Most people know that's not the case. There are deeper issues or deeper reasons for most of us wanting to pursue a big health body composition or fitness goal. I'm not saying that there are always negative reasons and I'm not always saying that they're like, I hate to use the word, you know, like, oh my God, trauma or, you know, it's not always necessarily poor mental health or poor body image, although they are the main drivers that I see. But there are definitely deeper reasons why we're trying to do these things, right? And if it is a negative reason that's pushing you to pursue this thing, and you know that that's the case, but you're telling yourself, I'll be happy, but you know deep down that you won't, then you self-sabotage. Because that means you can still blame your current situation for the way that you feel instead of addressing the root cause, right? I feel like this because I've just gained so much weight and I feel so uncomfortable and I hate how I look and I just know when I lose weight, I'll be happier. That's not addressing what's actually going on. What is actually going on for you right now? What's going on in your life? How have your behaviours changed? How's your life changed? Are there things at work or in your personal relationships? Are there just behaviours that you're engaging in that you really know are not helping you? But it's easier to go on a diet or to try to go on a diet than it is to actually think about these things and address these things. So you start a diet, you self-sabotage. You start a diet, you self-sabotage because then you can keep saying, well, I know that I'm not happy just because I can't lose this weight. And when I do, that's when I'll be happy. So what do we do then? What do we do? When anybody works with me, it's really important, if not at the beginning or before they work with me, we really start to unpack this during the first initial few weeks. But getting down to the nitty gritty, why? What's your true why? It sounds corny, sounds cheesy, we talk about it all the time. But that's our job. That's my job, okay? You come to me with a weight loss goal, I don't just go, great, okay, let's lose weight. I go, okay, why? Why do you want, why do you want to lose weight? What's it going to give you? What do you not currently have that weight loss is going to give you? And we look a lot into your values. So what's actually important to you? Because chances are it's not actually weight loss. It's something to do with your mindset and your behaviours and your lifestyle. So that's what we address, right? Looking at the way that you act and you live on a daily basis. Are they in line with your values? Are you living a purposeful life? Are you living a intentional life or are you just like a passenger in your own life where you're just doing everything that anybody else wants to do? You don't really have fulfillment in your job. You are running the family and you don't really get any time to yourself. You don't make time for exercise anymore. You don't really know your style and the clothes that you wear. You've had for years, you don't buy yourself clothes. You know, all these things that really seem quite superficial, layered on top of each other can make you feel like well, my body's the problem, so I'm going to change my body, right? So we work on these things. What life do you want to live? What habits do you want to have? What behaviours do you want to have? When do you feel most fulfilled? When do you feel most happy? What are you doing? Let's do those things instead of focusing on weight loss or a scale weight or even like just performance goals in the gym, like just the things that you're doing in the gym. Oh, I ran an extra mile this week, or, you know, I hit a a deadlift PB, like, those are great things, but are you masking something? That's number one, told you bitches it was going to get deep, number one, the arrival fallacy, 
Number two, fear of failure. The big one. Most people know this one. Most of you are probably quite familiar with this one. Quite simply, we're just not letting ourselves get even close to achieving this goal because it then self-preserves us. It's a self-preservation tactic from potential failure, right? I don't really believe that I'm going to truly achieve this. I have tried this so many times. So what's the point? I'm not going to try now, right? I want to flip this on its head. Not trying is a failure. The only time you fail is when you do not try. Not trying keeps you stuck. And this is when we revert revert back to, what's your true why? What are your values? Yeah? Maybe looking at why you haven't achieved this before and discussing alternative ways to overcome this. That's the point of having a coach. It's problem solving. It's looking at the barriers, looking at what hasn't worked before and then coming up with alternative ways, getting curious and trying different things. You're not going to try the first thing that comes up and find success with it. You're going to have hiccups. You're going to have things come up. That is what coaching is about. It's coaching you to navigate through these. You're not a shit client if you have a bad week where you don't get the things done that you said you were. That doesn't mean that you failed. That doesn't mean you need to give up. It just means you need to get curious about what happened that week and then come up with a plan for if that happens again. Because guess what? Life fucking happens. Life happens. Things come up, right? That doesn't mean that we just give up on whatever it is we want to achieve as long as it's in line with our true values, our true motivations, and we are doing it in a healthful way, right? So take your fear of failure, shove it up your ass. We're not about that. So that's the, the, I'd say the second biggest one, maybe even the first biggest one. Okay, the next one, number three, you self-sabotage because it's safe it's familiar, it's all you know, right? It's that familiarity and that safety, okay? Even though where you're currently at, you may not feel like you are very healthy, you may not feel like your behaviours are very helpful, right? But you continue with them because they are familiar to you, they are easy and they are safe. I mean, sometimes they're not exactly easy, but they're familiar, right? That's what you do. Because something you're engaging in is giving you something back, all right? So an example of this is restricting your food might be a way of you having control over your life or you feel like you have control over your life. If I restrict and control my food intake, I'm controlling my life. I'm in the fucking front seat, bitch. But are you? Or you're overeating on an evening because it gives you a sense of comfort, which it might do temporarily. But if you feel worse after, is it really giving you a sense of comfort? What we do is we identify together the purpose of these behaviours that you don't want, these difficult things that are going to be difficult to overcome, they're going to be uncomfortable to move through, right? That's why you're avoiding doing it. We look at, okay, why are you engaged in this? What is it giving you? If you are overeating because it gives you a sense of comfort, what can we do that isn't this maladaptive behavior but also brings you comfort? Or can we work on a way of you allowing this food to give you comfort and it not spiral into, you know, guilt, 
more eating, awful self-talk. So we're identifying what the behavior is that you want to change, the purpose of it, and then coming up with different ways to meet that same need in a more helpful and health-aligned way. And that is going to look different person to person, right? Every single client of mine has very different values, very different behaviors. The purpose of them is different because their experiences are different, their childhood was different, you know, what they value in life, their beliefs, all this, very different. And this is another reason why coaching can be so useful because you're working with me, we're looking at you as an individual. I'm not just blanket recommending things to you that aren't going to work. So figuring out what it is that's, you know, the familiarity that you're staying stuck with, what it's giving you, these behaviours that are familiar that you keep going back to, that you, you're telling me that you want to change, you're telling yourself that you want to change, what are they giving you, how can we meet those same needs in a different way? I hope that makes sense, because it's safe and familiar is another one. So next one, um, I think, that, is that all of them? No, it's not. <laughs> um, the next one then, right, is another biggie. And it's more around the belief that you don't deserve to succeed. It's almost like a fear, fear of success. But it's kind of not, because it's not that you are scared of success, it's that you don't think you deserve it. And that's obviously tied to low self-worth, low self-esteem, which can come from lots of different places, experiences, events in your life. But if you don't believe that you deserve to succeed in whatever you're doing, you are going to confirm that with your actions. (laughs) You're going to confirm this little story that you're telling yourself by self-sabotaging and not letting yourself succeed, right? That is super hard to overcome. Not going to beat around the bush. But this is why we in our community focus so much on building each other up. We have a community. We have a safe network of people. We talk about the things that maybe other people aren't talking about. Maybe things that you're not talking about, your friends or your family. So you have that community. You have that support network. But we also really focus on you working on self-compassion. Self-compassion is one of the most useful sets of frameworks or skills that you can develop, not just for yourself, but for other people. Self-compassion isn't being soft, by the way. So we work on self-compassion, reframing these critical thoughts and beliefs and getting you to rebuild and redefine what worth looks like to you. Because if you don't think you're worth it or you deserve to succeed, why is that? What does somebody that does deserve it or is worthy, what does that look like? Why is that not you? So it's all about the questions that we ask you, the way that you reflect and then reframing that, redefining that. Because a lot of the thoughts that we have around, you know, our body image, our relationship with food, what it means to be healthy, they're exactly that. They're thoughts and beliefs. And thoughts and beliefs can change over time. So that is why we put so much effort 
into focusing on how things felt for you, what actions you were taking, why you took those actions, how can we reframe these thoughts, what's holding you back psychologically, not even physiologically. Yes, we talk about that. Yes, we talk about the ins and outs of training and food and movement, but mainly if your mindset is not in the right place, then you're never going to succeed with the things that you want to succeed with. No matter how much determination and will you put into your actions, you're going to keep going around in circles because you're not addressing these things. And if you listen to this and you don't self-sabotage, one, why are you listening to this? And two, how does it feel to be God's favourite? <laughs> um, and that wraps us up. Those are my most common reasons I see people self-sabotage. And hopefully that has given you a little insight into things that you can focus on. If you're a coach, listen to this, things you can do with your clients. If you are not working with a coach, hopefully it gives you insight into how we work, how I work with my clients. Um, but if you are still struggling or you do really struggle with this, you feel like chasing your tail, going around in circles, do reach out, ask the questions, let's chat. You can find me on Instagram, you can email me, you can send me a pigeon, whatever you want to do, I will get back to you. But that, my friends, wraps up our episode on self-sabotage. As always, if there are topics you would like me to cover, I am, I promise I am back in my podcast era. I'm back in the swing of things, I'm recording more podcasts, they're going to be out every week. Um, So do let me know if there's a topic or area you want me to cover. And I wish you all a happy Tuesday morning. It might not be Tuesday morning when you listen to this, but let's pretend. Have a wonderful day, evening, week, and I will catch you all soon.